Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We taped Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Blair Broussard, owner of Be Positively Social, a social media consulting firm, is our guest. Blair has also been an active real estate agent with District South by Real Broker in Lafayette since 2017. She is a mother of three very young children and has been married to Bennett Broussard since 2018. Blair is driven to help others tell their stories, especially small business owners who don't know how to market their business. While my main connection to Blair is through our church, Asbury United Methodist, Blair also reached out to me last year to help me learn that the best way I could market myself was through effective social media posts. I'm eternally grateful and also better off for having her advising me with love and serious direction. As always, when researching my guest, I learned fun facts about Blair. She's a native of Mesquite, Texas. She's six feet, two inches tall and played middle blocker for UL Raging Cajuns volleyball team. I know from my experience that Blair Claypool Broussard is a force in her own right. Blair, I'm honored to welcome you to Discover Lafayette to share your story as you help us learn how to share our stories. Thank you for joining us today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Jan. I was very surprised by some of that. Thank I know, you. That was I know. so sweet. I was kind of worried about giving your height, but I thought, you know, we never talk about age or other personal things that people don't disclose, but that kind of defines you. I mean, a volleyball career at UL. Yeah, it was how I came to know and love Cajun culture yeah. and Cajun country. And now, um, you know, people, especially, you know, my main career being in real estate, I um, take a lot of cold calls and a lot of lead calls and people hear my name and um, hear my voice. And then all of a sudden we meet in person for the first time <laughs> and they're like, you are not a Broussard. Um <laughs> You are way too tall to be a Broussard. But yeah, so it's really a lot of fun to mm -hmm. remember, um, you know, playing volleyball and yeah. having so much fun doing that. So if you can, you know, I, I want to get into your, your current endeavors, but tell us about what brought you to UL. Did you start as a freshman or did you move here so during college? Actually, I transferred after my freshman year. I went to Centenary in Shreveport, which mm -hmm. was a great experience. Um, I was a big city girl. Uh from Dallas and the heart of Dallas and um, thrown into a very small pond that is Centenary, which was great, kind of gave me some footing. And then, um, you know, some things with their athletic department didn't work out. So I ended up transferring here. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget, my dad and I still joke about this to this day. We're driving uh, down 49 and there's like a dead alligator on the side no. of the highway. Oh, no. And we always thought that that was like something you saw on TV that was mm -hmm. like a joke. And then it was real. And we were just like, <laughs> oh, no, what the heck? <laughs> what am I getting into? <laughs> we then came and my coach was so excited to uh, have us tour the swamp on campus, which again, we thought mm -hmm. was just something that was like, on TV and not real. Um, and so, yeah, that was really a lot of fun. And, Were and you having second thoughts about- No, you know? <laughs> I was like, wow, this is awesome. And it's so cool and so different from mm -hmm. where I grew up. Uh, my dad was like, 
what the heck? No, we're out of here. Um, And then lo and behold, you know, three months later, I'm arriving Mm -hmm. on campus as a sophomore and ready for two days. That's great. Yeah. So without putting too much into the uh, volleyball career, can you just define for me what a metal blocker does? Yeah. So we are typically the tallest women on the court. (laughs) Um, I am... uh, if, if you watch volleyball on ESPN now, I'm really not that tall in comparison to how tall the women are. Um, like I just saw the championship game um, for the Division I uh, athletes, and they're like 6'7", 6'9". Wow. Uh-huh. My, my college roommate at Centenary, she was 6'6". So I'm a pipsqueak. I'm, I'm nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well. nothing. Um, if in frame of reference for those of you, many people don't know volleyball, I'm Stephen Curry's height. And so think about like there's women LeBron yeah. James and taller, mm-hmm. you know. Um that is so cool. And I know yeah. so competitive. Yeah. Too. So fun though. I'm mm-hmm. really like such a, a driven person and I'm so competitive. I only have brothers. My dad, he won the Rose Bowl when he was in college. He's What's super his name? competitive. Scott Claypool. Okay. Yeah, he uh, played at Arizona State. They won the Rose Bowl. Um, and really, this is off topic, but full full circle moment. My brother got married last year in Arizona, in Phoenix, and we got to tour the stadium and uh, go to Arizona State mm-hmm. and see where, walk the field with my boys, with my dad, and the security guards trying to give us a tour, and my dad's giving him a tour. Um, so, cool. so it was yeah. really, it was really very, yeah, very cool. Um, and so to you, see my little boys, you know, get to experience that with my dad was just, yeah, that is really great. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you didn't just play volleyball, you studied. You studied extensively, if you can tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm very grateful to UL. Um, They have an awesome um, program. I got my undergrad in education. I majored in math and science, which, like— you know, that kind of blew my mind. Those were not big interests of mine in mm-hmm. under in high school or uh, prior schooling years. But, like, I got to college, and it was very intriguing. My professors were great. I still think about them to this day um, and just, like, logistically and analytically thinking through problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun. But then I realized I did not want to be a teacher. Um, I come from a very entrepreneurial background. So I took a year off and went to seminary. Um I did that through uh, uh, Chi Alpha, which is an on-campus ministry. I was offered a graduate assistantship position uh, during that year um, through the Student Athlete Academic Center. I'm very grateful to them as well. Christy Alford is an amazing woman who has run that office for many, many years. She met me as a kid at 18 and just helped really shape mm-hmm. my life. Um you know, very formidable years in the beginning and gave me lots of good direction. Um, So then I went to work for her, launched their learning specialist position, um, got into uh, getting my MBA, realizing I just wanted to kind of diversify my skills a little bit. Um, At UL. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so still was getting my MBA at UL. Um, I had thought about leaving, you know, transferring, just kind of like trying to live somewhere else. All my friends had kind of left by this point, um, moved on into other things. And uh, God was just like, no. These doors are all closed. Everything that I had tried to apply for, internships, uh, study abroad programs, um, other schools, I had never been turned down in my life. Like anything I put my hand to, Mm -hmm. I did. And um, not in like a 
you know, boastful way, but no, just but, in a yeah. uh, driven and accomplished way. And then all of a sudden it was just like, no, 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 no. I remember getting one rejection letter and I was like home on Christmas break after my first semester of grad school. And I just cried to my brother <laughs> and he was like, I've never seen you cry. Um, so, you know, it was just a very interesting experience. But I then the very next semester met my husband and oh, um He's precious. Yeah. And, and and he's wonderful and you know, God had a plan through all of it. Um, had a great experience finishing my MBA. Um and the MBA program, the the colleagues and students and friends and professors that I met through the program. I just cannot speak highly enough mm-hmm. of. I'm still in connection with many of them today. Um, so some, it was the way it was meant to be. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. You can, I can totally look back and see like the Lord, you know, weaving my path together. Yeah. I don't yeah. think our 830 service at Asbury would be the same without you and Bennett because we oh. all read together. That's kind of how I met. Right. Blair was through church. We read, right. you know, we're active with 830. Yeah. And one week you weren't there and, and uh, Bennett brought up your oldest son who's, Still tiny. Yeah, he it just was adorable. turned four. Yeah, because yeah, he kept on looking at Bennett, looking up, and I thought, oh, no, he's going to pull a fast move. You know? Right. But he, he was good. No, he he's great. He's awesome. He's only loud if you leave him. <laughs> um, the others are just loud. Um, so, <laughs> What yeah. are their ages? So we have Lewis, who's four, Graham, who just turned two, and Hank, our youngest, is uh, just turned seven months. Hank, I love it. Yeah. 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 So you've still had time to be a real estate agent. Uh, if you can talk about District South yeah. by Real Broker, you were telling me that there was just a merger. Yes. Our oh. office, our local office just merged with the, it's actually an international company, um, nationally known as Real Broker mm-hmm. LLC. And they're wonderful. We have so many uh, more tools and just just so many more resources being connected at a national level than what our our boutique firm could offer here. Mm-hmm. Our boutique firm is amazing and the heart of that boutique firm is still there. Um, obviously still spearheaded by local individuals and uh, agents and brokers, but we just have the connection mentorship. Mm-hmm. And for us as agents, we have the ability to do more with our money and more with our commission for our own businesses Mm -hmm. because of what the national tools provide us. So real estate, I guess, gives you some flexibility. I know the hours can be demanding. Yeah. The hours are hard. Lots of nights and weekends, which Mm -hmm. like with three little boys, that's tough, you Mm -hmm. know, just for the stage that they're in right now. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of like looking to to diversify what I can offer, especially for my clients. I help a lot of small business owners already um, buy and sell houses, get into commercial spaces, buy land, build, things like that. Um, I learned how to sell online. I learned how to effectively lead capture online. I learned how to effectively market online. Mm-hmm. And I just think that you know, Lafayette is such a treasure, um, mainly because we have so many uh, locally owned businesses, like mm-hmm. the heart of Lafayette. And I think that's what your podcast is all about, is showcasing. Mm-hmm. Our just, talent, our culture. Yeah. Yes. It's just, incredible. Yes. And like the ingenuity and the smarts of mm-hmm. so many people here is just amazing. And they're resilient. Yes. If something doesn't work out, like you're saying, if a door closes, they just- Pivot. 
pivot and look for another door to go through. That's yes. probably better. Yes. And it's, it's so incredible. And, and I don't want to see any of these small businesses leave. And in order for us to keep them, they have to keep up, you know, that's mm-hmm. just the facts. But I also understand what it is to be a small business owner and that social media advertising and marketing just becomes one more thing on your plate. Like I know when I reached out to you mm-hmm. during your campaign and was I was like, just overwhelmed. Yeah. And you're like, you need to be doing this too. And I went, Oh, I know, I know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just becomes like one more thing uh-huh. that just can really, you know, be the straw that breaks the camel's back kind yeah. of thing. So your real estate career though helped you learn this. Like right. you realized, oh, Right. People can use social media, which is really cost effective. Yes. But they need to know mm-hmm. what to do. Yes. So I'll give you a prime example. Um, this is a client who I love dearly and have kept in contact with for a long time, but I was selling a house and I decided to go on Facebook and do a live. Okay. So I'm live on Facebook giving a tour of the house. The way that I had uh, marketed and advertised and set the parameters for the live was uh, geographically bound. Okay. Mm -hmm. And some of these things have, these rules have changed as social media, you know, adapts and grows. Um, I ended up attracting the buyer who saw my live. He was in his living room watching me on Facebook, give the tour of the house. And he was living, he was renting the house directly behind the house I was oh my selling. Gosh. So he already knew the neighborhood. He knew everything, the neighbors. Yeah, there yeah. was a fence. So he couldn't actually see in the yard. Uh-huh. There was a fence there. And he never actually like saw into the backyard or anything like that. But he was like, wait, I want to live here. Like I live on the other side of this fence. And he's <laughs> he's watching me on Facebook, comments on it. Did he run over? Did he run around the block? And, he, yeah. No, he comments <laughs> on it. And he was like, I'm very interested. So I start mm. messaging with him. And I'm like, okay, meet me at the house. He was like, I can come anytime. I live behind it. And I was like, <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, of course. Of course I have you a do. question. Did you, did you advertise, like boost your post about, you know, sign on at this time for this live Facebook? Did, at how the did, time, you, did you spend no. money to do that or just kind of put it like, we'll be showing this house at 9 a.m. or something? No, at the time it was just, I just decided to do it. I just, just went like, live. It was very organic. Turn the camera and, on. Okay. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan and proponent of organic everything. So what I tell my social media clients is like, you should be scheduling something for your content every single day. It doesn't have to be the same thing. And I actually give away a freebie of a content calendar with some examples of like ideas for what to post and what kind of content to post daily. But, you know, you kind of make it your own. You should be scheduling something every single day. And then as you have time organically get on because social media is going to know that you're a robot if all you do is schedule something, right? I got so you. you're yeah. you're not going to be promoted. Now, is there a place for paid advertisement? A hundred percent. I worked with Thomas Hooks, who's a representative for City Council District 4. He, um, part of his campaign strategy was to do social media. I was able to help him um, with a lot of his social media, specifically his scheduling his content out. So the different kinds of content that I helped him create were static posts, meaning just a graphic with, or an image with the text, Mm -hmm. uh, carousels, which are multiple graphics or static images, um, with the text as well. 
Plus, we did a lot of video. Mm. And a lot of people get overwhelmed because they think that they have to create like such a huge, we call it a branded library. A branded library is where you have um, content that you can put out with all of your branding specific on it. So no matter what you put out is either going to have your logo, your colors, Mm -hmm. some version of when they look at it, it's going to scream you, right? We, I think we made maybe 10 things and I recycled the content in different ways. Like him and his family, him and his beliefs, like right, right. Like future him, of Lafayette. Yeah, him and his stance. Uh-huh. I, I think we did like four videos total. Oh. And then I would just reschedule those videos mm-hmm. strategically throughout his campaign, right? Um, And then we did some other information too. And then we utilized content that he was already creating. So like all the interviews that he did, Mm -hmm. all the the radio, talk, television, print, like everything he was already doing, I was strategically teaching him how to go and just grab that content and reuse it for social media. So like, for example, I had a series on there on uh, where to go, I think is what we called it. Um, And it was like where to go to read more about him. Mm -hmm. And then it was like all his newspaper articles or all of his print articles, where to go to listen more about him. And that was everything that was like a podcast, a, a TV interview, whatever. And then it was like where to go to vote for him. And then it was like all the places where you can make sure you can, you're can you registered to vote. So there's just – people don't understand, especially small businesses. They are working so hard mm-hmm. to make and create things, to put themselves out there and, and acquire clients and keep clients that all of that can be reused, Right. I'll give you another example. Um, Discover Therapy. They are a pediatric um, therapeutic center here in Lafayette. They are wonderful. It's headed by Kylie Stucker. She's one of my dear friends. She is so smart. um, And her staff is really amazing. They're one of the premier pediatric clinics here in Lafayette. They're actually right here in the oil center. Um, She... Uh, did not have any any social media presence mm-hmm. that was very current, okay? And I told her, look, my, my first child, my first son, he struggled a lot with um, eating and feeding issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you would just post a, a video of showing parents this is what's considered normal and this is what would be what we would consider needing to be evaluated or just showcase, here's teach parents how to work with their children on using scissors, tying their shoes. Um, Parents don't know, especially first-time parents, don't know that their children have something, you know, have an issue or a possible impairment until they see that what they're doing is incorrect. You know, Mm -hmm. the the child's movement is incorrect. And she started, I, I worked with her. We started pumping out videos. We started pumping out Um, different kinds of like static images Mm -hmm. of pictures of like before and afters and actually had a parent come to her office and say, this is, I showed my husband and this is how we made the decision to get therapy for our child. Yeah. Like it's just like the light bulb went off. Yeah. Because, because they saw it. You don't know, especially, especially if there's delayed learning or something, Uh, or like you said, I guess the swallowing could be a big issue. Right. We had so many issues feeding my, my oldest, but like, I had never fed a baby before. Right. So you ever I didn't changed, know. Had you ever changed a diaper before you had that first one? No. I hadn't either. It was like, oh, 
there's a lot to learn. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and it's a boy. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> do they come looking like that? Because I'm not, <laughs> not okay with this. And yeah, so it was, it was just very, like the whole thing was just very life altering. Yeah. So I'm, I just, yeah, you just don't know. So we're struggling along as parents have no idea that like, it shouldn't be this hard to feed mm-hmm. a baby a bottle, but it is. And like, we had no idea, you know? Yeah. And there are so many other parents that are in that boat. And um, so Kylie with Discover Therapy, she, um, we worked together in April of this year. We did a month long oh, project okay. together uh-huh. and her since then she, and, and her office supports so many um, community foundations for kids with all different kinds mm-hmm. of disabilities because her office supports kids with all different kinds of disabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, when you came to me, I was putting things on Facebook mm-hmm. and I didn't have a consultant that really, I had a consultant, but mm-hmm. it wasn't for the local basic stuff. And so Facebook isn't just where it's at posting a picture with text. You were really encouraging me to do videos or even just a picture, but put it in a different format on reels and stories. And it was hard for it to stick in my head. I felt like I needed a little primer about a reel is this, a story, you know, Mm -hmm. an event, whatever. And then there's Instagram and there's all these different things like TikTok and uh, things I don't use, Snapchat and all that. But Mm -hmm. for business in particular, can you just kind of give an overview of where most businesses should be looking to promote themselves? So I think it depends on your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to know as your business, who is your target audience? Right. Who is your target client? Well, let's say it's a law firm. Yeah. So if, you know, like, uh, I have a, I have a real estate background, so yeah, we'll say let's say title, yeah, title, a title attorney. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say you need to be on Facebook and you need to be on Instagram for sure. TikTok will be fun, will be great. That's an awesome way for you to kind of reach the general public. But the general public's not really your end u- is your end user, but your referral network is going to get you your end user. So you need to be where your realtors are. Mm-hmm. And in our market, our realtors are mainly on Instagram. Um, that's how a lot of us are. And and also your age demographic, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to know your age demographic because every social media platform has different and or overlapping age demographics. There's also a different purpose for each one, right? So like if a title attorney has a blog, I'm going to suggest that parts of that blog live on Pinterest because a lot of realtors look to Pinterest for, for ideas, for ideas. staging. Huh? Yeah, yeah. For, for many different things. Mm-hmm. So like there's... There's reasons why, there's reasons why um, I suggest different platforms and I'm not always going to like, I think too, the overwhelming thing about social media is like you mentioned, there are so many options. Um, and then remembering how to do it all, Blair. <laughs> right, right. No, even for I know me. that sounds silly, but. No, no, know. you're very valid. You're, it's a very valid point because like. Everyone's they, different. Like the yes. layout, the. When to post and all this stuff. Yes, know? and where to post yeah. within, even within the app of like where to post, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all different, and it that can looking at the big picture of that can be super overwhelming. I never talk with my clients on the social media aspect and say we're going to do it all. I say we're going to pick one. If you if you have zero, we're going to pick one, mm-hmm. and we're going to do one. So you look at their particular business, who they're after, right? Who, who they'd like to have aware of their services. Right. And you'll pick the yeah. appropriate one. And then they get their confidence level up. Yeah. And they get their their user-friendly ability up, right? They start having conversations within that uh, 
network, you know, whatever. But most businesses have at least one social media platform that they're using. So we'll build off of that. Hopefully it's integrated with another one and then they can have two. That's really kind of what you need. And the reason why I push that, especially through Facebook and Instagram is because Small business word of mouth referrals is changing. The way that I'm referring small businesses is I'm sharing your profile. I'm not Google searching you. I'm not leaving you a Google review. I'm not like, especially the the millennials and younger, like I'm not going on Google and leaving you a review. You know, we're not doing that. Um, I'm sharing your Instagram profile of you're not, your you're business. You're not doing it because it's just not relevant. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm like, not in the Google app. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not in that app, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not spending my time in that app. So I'm going to your social media page. I'm sharing that page to my friends and family. That That's how a lot of small business word of mouth is happening. I work with another company, um, Rise to Wellness. Her name is Jade Hayes. She is a a functional movement coach. And she came to me and she's like, I'm an, I am the expert in my field in Lafayette and no one knows about me. And I'm like, you're right. You are. And also no one knows about you because you're not on social media. Uh So when people go to talk about you, like your social media page needs to basically answer all of the FAQs. So where are you located? How can I purchase and or sign up? When are the times? When are you open? Or when is your product available, service available? And and again, how can I sign up? So like, can I contact you through that? And I'm not going to send your phone number. I'm going to send your Instagram profile because I want to know more about you. Mm-hmm. I want to see like what you do, what your services are, everything like that. Does she have a website? Um, she's working on it, yes. So is that, you weren't talking about websites. Is mm-hmm. that the underpinning of everything or is it still needed today? It doesn't, in, in my experience, it doesn't have to be. Here's where it helps significantly is if you have a website, you have content already built out, right? You also have a place to host blogs. I still really push blogs mm-hmm. because blogs are great for SEO search and like pushing you up on a Google search whenever people do do mm-hmm. that. Um but also like one blog post can be weeks of content, weeks of content. And think about what content is, right? Especially in the Instagram space. TikTok can be this way too, but like with a video. Um, Pinterest especially, it's an image and text. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's great about a blog post? You already have the text, apply mm-hmm. an image. Like mm-hmm. you got it, you know? So I still push blogs. Mm-hmm. Um encourage my clients to do that because it also shows that you're the expert in your field. You have all this knowledge you're talking about. It's a library, a treasure trove where they can go and really dig deep Mm -hmm. into what you know, offer and provide. The whole thing is like, you know, a purchase happens because someone comes to know, like, and trust you, right? So how are you able to allow them to know, like, and trust you? Showcasing your personality, showcasing your expertise, showing you behind the small business, right? And most small business owner operators are stuck working, you know, in their business instead mm-hmm. of on their business. Mm-hmm. Kind of You're thing. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had Janae Nockhan on um, this this week. She's our current guest with her husband Ari, and she does the brand, like the styling. I know yours is more getting out the the content, yeah. you know. But she talked about that, that trust factor, because mm-hmm. people want to work with people they can trust. 100%. And even if you pivot to another 
type of industry, another service, they, mm-hmm. they'll trust you mm-hmm. and they'll give you a shot, you know, if yeah. you're dependable. So, so that's what you're doing. You learned on the job doing your real estate. I guess your MBA helped you, but you probably had to be self-taught. Oh, Blair for sure. On this, huh? For sure. Yeah. yeah. They don't, I didn't, I mean, they, they have, didn't teach all this, right? And, no. And they have courses now on, you know, entrepreneurism and things like that in the MBA program. Um, they didn't have that. You know, it's so weird to say this and think about this, but like COVID made so many things pivot, mm-hmm. so many things pivot. And, you know, even the big cog that is education did a good job pivoting in a lot of aspects, you know, not everyone, but in that aspect, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I definitely think I could go back and take a class. Yeah. Yeah. Or probably teach a class. We'll see. Do you blog? Uh, I, I write for Lafayette Moms blog. Yes. I thought so. When I looked you up, I saw yeah. kinds of interesting things that I, you know, like where to go, where to bring your kids. And is yeah. that just a group of moms that it is. It's team run, together? It's two moms out of New Orleans that own uh, Red Stick Mom, which is Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. New Orleans Mom, which is New Orleans, and then Lafayette Mom here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do blog. I do. I volunteer. Yeah. Um, I have slacked majorly this year, having had a baby. They I were know. like, hey, you're going to be a guest writer instead of a regular contributor, which yeah. I'm okay with that. Because you're not slacking, but you're just super busy. Yeah, just yeah. doing other things. But uh-huh. they are changing such Changing diapers. <laughs> yeah, changing a lot of diapers, washing a lot of bottles, you know, up late at night and early. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you started B, B-E-E is how it's spelled, like a, you know, bumblebee. Yes. Be positively social. Mm-hmm. And you're actively wanting to help people. And you had reached out to me. I know that people, you can do some consulting, but sell yourself. Tell us really about your company and what what you're offering to people. Because you talked about people you helped, but how do you initially, like when you talk with someone, what is the initial conversation like? Yeah. Typically we have like a phone call consultation and they call me um, at their wits end because they don't know how to incorporate social media into their business Uh, They don't really know how to make the time for it. Um, So typically we have a phone call conversation and just say they're very, you know, they tell me their wants and their needs. And I say, okay, based upon that and your time, here's what I think we can do. And typically a lot of people will, um, like I have one client right now, Pure Intentions Candle Company. Um, She is a mompreneur and (laughs) she's, she's awesome. Um, she was like, look, I really want to focus on like my email marketing, which I suggested to her because you really own your audience when you do email marketing, right? You don't own your audience whenever you're on social media. So we're working together to really drive sales to her email marketing and get her to show her face more and herself more Mm -hmm. as the woman behind the brand, right? Because I want to know who am I buying these wonderful candles from? Um, so we're we're those are our two main objectives. So we have a little four week program, and I work with her, and we meet once a week to help mm. her business grow in the back end like that. So she does homework and the days yes. in between your meeting. You give her some tasks to do, like yes. get some content and yes. And I even do like we do filming together one on one. So I help her get more comfortable in front of the camera. Um, think of some topics. She's a perfect example because she does have a website. She has candle care tips on her website. So I was like, look, these are, this is four videos that you can make telling people about candle care, which 
I had no idea. I've never heard of that. Okay, know. well, here's here's tip number one for the world. Quit smashing the wick with the lighter. I know oh. you're doing it. I know mm-hmm. we're all doing it. And then it just gets all gummy. Huh? And then it's terrible. You're not supposed to do that. Clip the wick. And I know sophisticated women everywhere are rolling their eyes at me, but that's just— It is fun, though, having the little handle and— yeah. Right? Yeah. Snuffing it out. Yes. You snuffing. don't have to smush it. You can snuff it. Right. Well, no, I mean, like when you go to to light your wick again and your mm-hmm. wick is like, you know, you get the bulby yeah. black part. It's- most of us, not you, Jan, you're a very lovely lady. Uh-huh. I know you don't do this. <laughs> um, most of us take the little lighter and, you know, scribble it out, scratch it out. People can't see what I'm doing. But right they now. Th- they know. They yeah. they know. They get me. So what what are you saying then? What what should we do instead? So you need to cut it. You really need to just cut, cut it. it. And I learned all the reasons why. And it was so amazing because fire safety, just cut it, people. Just oh, trim gosh. trim your wick. Okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, she goes on to tell more about this. But um, people probably enjoy that because it's it's fun to know. And then also like, oh, who knew? Right, you know? right. And 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 then I want to go buy her candles. Yes, yes. So she's very, very wonderful. So we're talking, we're we're working through some of those. We have our our uh, last meeting coming up. Um, I will be in the new year. I met with um, some business executives to help me kind of grow my business and mm-hmm. myself get some consulting um, to make this better, but offering courses because a lot of what the feedback is from the business owners is that, you know, time is mm-hmm. a real issue. Um, so I want to offer courses on how to grow your email campaign, how to do all of this on your own time. So it's, they just make a one-time purchase and then they can buy the course from me to be able to do it on their own time and implement it. Yeah. So that's coming in the new year. Now I'm going to give you, um, a suggestion. Please. Yes. So the state, uh, and I, you know, I didn't even think we'd be talking about this. It's under economic development, and I can put this in the show notes, but if you get your course certified through the state of Louisiana, which is not that difficult, if you're teaching business people how to better their business, they can, um, when they sign up with you, they get the state to approve the course first for reimbursement. And the state, through their unemployment taxes that we all pay, Uh is it under uh, workforce development, Jason? It's something like that. I I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. I've used it before, Yeah. We use some of those programs yeah. here here at our business to, you, you to, can get to do 90, training and things like that. Yeah. 90 to 100% wow. reimbursement. Yeah. So the people have wow. to attend the course. They have to be full-time employees. Okay. You know, okay. they have to attend the course. But if the state approved their attendance ahead of time, the employer pays the fee. Wow. They turn in the certificate that you would be giving. Right. Then the employer's reimbursed. So the company's better off. Yeah. Unemployment taxes are being utilized effectively. And people grow in their skills, you know. Love it. Yeah, I'll put this. But I think it's through work, Louisiana uh, Workforce Development. It's something like that. Okay. Lita that. helps too locally. But yes. Okay. If you're, so if I'm you're putting together, yeah, if you're yeah. putting together, like Ryan Lagrange is kind of the, the yeah. guy that used to be over all that. And they help you get started. But, okay. Yes. So yes. for people listening that don't know about this too, I would call Ryan Lagrange at Yeah. Super at resource. Yeah. Super resource. That's so cool. Yeah. So you're really having to improve yourself while you help others improve. A hundred percent. Yeah. When do yeah. you make time? Little by little. Uh-huh. <laughs> little step by, by little. step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Be Positively Social has a website. We do. We have a website. I also have an a Instagram. I have a Facebook. I have all the things that I tell all my clients to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing this with you, right? Like I'm a small business owner too. I'm a human. I'm a person. I'm a mom, wife sister, friend, all these things. Volleyball player. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people I'm retired. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm I'm retired. 
So I get it, mm-hmm. right? And like I show up on there as authentically as possible, just mm-hmm. like I ask my clients to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and and uh, at the end of the day, like marketing and advertising on social media is not, it's not rocket science. It's not, you're not curing cancer. There's nothing on the line, right? Like all you're doing is your best and your best intentions and putting that forth is only going to bring good things mm-hmm. and positivity back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're going to mess up. Yeah, you're you're not going to say it right or you're going to post when you didn't want to or didn't mean to, but like it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Right. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, we're here with Jason Secor. Jason, thank you for yeah. taping us yeah, today. Of course. Beautiful yeah. Raider Studios. And y'all are an IT company. You yes. know, so I bet some of this is really interesting and up your alley. It, it is. Well, I have I have some questions related to business and social media, and then some uh, some I don't know some selfish questions, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. I love uh, it. So first of all, we we talked about how to find you. On a personal note, is Linktree worth having? Love Linktree. I'm so glad you asked about it. There are other platforms. My business partner, um, she uses a, a similar format called Milkshake. Um, okay. What is it? What are y'all talking about? So it basically is a an app that integrates with your social media. It's also a website, um, but it hosts all your alternative links. So many times in a bio on your social media, Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever, TikTok, yep. whatever, you can only have one link mm-hmm. or website. So if you do Linktree, when somebody clicks on Linktree, a bunch of links come up. Oh. So like a link to a website, a link to a freebie, wow. a link to a uh, reserve your spot, get your ticket here. A So it can be a specific one. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, here's here's my latest blog post. Here's my latest podcast, you know, plus all these other links. Yes, keep Gosh. it, have it, use it. Okay, so for me, because I have work stuff, I have personal stuff, I have a band, I have older bands, different projects— mm-hmm. I would get family members asking, you know, how do I find this? Or I didn't hear about this. So with Linktree, I just put all the links to all the different sites in one spot. I got sick of paying for a website, but I still wanted all of that available for people who were interested. And so I just give them the Linktree address. They can click on it, and all my links are in there for everything that I've ever done. So in Instagram where you have your bio, you just use that URL, that Linktree URL. toss that at the, the bottom of your bio, and then that will link to all of your other your website, your YouTube, mm-hmm. what, whatever else, whatever you want in there. Yeah. Is it a free service or yeah. do you have yeah. it is? It, like there's LinkedIn a paid there's something. a paid option as mm-hmm. well because you can get analytics, right? Buzzword, you can, you know, pay for analytics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's free. There's mm-hmm. a free option. That's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Is so getting kind of back to the business thing, is TV, radio, billboards, is that how legit is that these days versus social media? Yeah. So Great question on the back of the buzzword of analytics, right? Mm-hmm. How do you have analytics for a billboard? Yeah, or a TV ad. How many eyeballs saw yeah. that? Yeah, huh? yeah, or radio. How, like, right? Yeah, you you can be like, okay, a general amount of traffic drives by here every day. And look, I'm not saying that those are, um, that those don't work or that they're not relevant. They are. I just think that it's like very industry specific. 
Mm -hmm. You all know what I'm talking about. Okay. We've driven down I-10 and 49. and One one, uh, industry (laughs) seems to dominate all the billboards. Right. And there's probably room for more. Like, you know, let's not let them monopolize things. But like, there's a reason why they're where they are. Yeah. Right? Certainly. Okay. So am I going (laughs) to... Promote that for a mom and pop shop that like sells pastries on the south side of town on 49. Like, no, you know, Um, but I I will say this. So I have a coworker who is a fellow realtor and she has an awesome accent. Like her accent is phenomenal. And I really think she should do radio or TV because her accent is so distinguishable and it's so unique that that would be Mm -hmm. like a setting her apart thing. Right. She 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 is foreign. uh Yeah. So like, her accent showing up on local radio or TV would be like super set her apart and super unique. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a great thing for her to do that. Like that's very specific to her situation though. But yes, I don't, I don't think that those things are, those industries are dead. I think that there's a need for them and want for them. Um, but in particular, it doesn't really apply to small businesses. This depends on the use case. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like an IT company, we're not going to benefit from that necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, honestly, you guys need to be showing up in like ads that are promoted on Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, like Mm -hmm. tech places already. Or a tech, you know, periodical. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I I can see that where it's industry specific people that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh So speaking of the social media sites, I started just kind of writing down a bunch. I mean, we obviously, Facebook, Instagram are the go-tos. Right. uh, Snapchat, for the, the short videos, Pinterest, Yelp, Nextdoor, X, Snapchat, YouTube, and then obviously like some of the community stuff like Slack and Discord. Should we be paying attention to any of those? YouTube, YouTube, YouTube? shorts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, get on YouTube, get on YouTube. YouTube is amazing. It's huge. You need to be there. I I want to spend more time there. I want to be there more. It's just such a great way to grow your reach beyond just your small sphere on social media. Mm-hmm. That right? makes sense. Yep. Like YouTube is a great way to grow. It's an awesome way to grow. Get on YouTube. You can link so many things back to the video. You can use that video link for so many different things. Like and, on your uh, Instagram, can right. you take the YouTube link yeah. and put it directly and, on and there? And put it there. And mm-hmm. uh, Vimeo works similarly, yeah. right? Like okay. as that, like all these like shorter, I'm not going to say short because like Instagram, TikTok, those are really short, right? But like shorter video clips and then like YouTube has their own YouTube shorts. Like get on there, use them. Yeah, definitely use those platforms. Pinterest, I I know I've mentioned that before, but like any anybody who has a blog or hosts a blog, like reuse all that content and, and put a graphic on there and like get on Pinterest. More people are on Pinterest than you think. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I generally don't look at Pinterest. I probably need to. Yeah, you're, do you're if not I'm giving there. like a party for someone or whatever. Let's yeah. just see yeah. how people yeah. decorate. Yeah, you know? my husband's on Pinterest. He's a carpenter, like it is, is his hobby. Okay. So like he's on Pinterest for that. Um, but yeah, more people are on Pinterest than you think. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, talking about YouTube shorts, I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of podcasts ago. So we do here at Raider a security vodcast. We try mm-hmm. to do it once a month, but making time for it, which we're going to talk about in a second, yeah. is, is a challenge. But then getting views, right? I'll post it on Facebook and Instagram, and maybe I get, if I'm lucky, I get 50 to 100 views on a video, right? Because yeah. nobody cares about IT security. But I did four shorts. They all got 5,000 views within 24 hours. Yeah, attention span. Yeah. How so long is too long? My my shorts were about 20 seconds. 20 mm-hmm. seconds? And 
Yep. And it was so very, very quick. Wow. And what and can that, you do in 20 seconds? Uh, so what I, my, my approach was I would ask our security director uh, a question that is maybe slightly off, off center, you know, mm-hmm. like security about, you know, like, I don't know, your stove or something like just mm-hmm. something kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. and then have him respond or ask him a question that I know people are going to want to comment on and yeah, give I their gotcha. own opinion. I gotcha. So usually something, something slightly funny, but mm-hmm. something that creates engagement, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I don't know, that seems to work, but I really don't know what I'm doing. So I, it, it just seemed smart. You like that, Blair? It kind of works. Yeah, I do. I love it. I don't want to like yell into the microphone. I'll but... take care of it in post. Okay. <laughs> so what I tell my clients about shorts is like, bing, bing, boom. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, that's, yep. you are like, you are ripping through whatever you're doing and like, that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you can't mess up too bad in 20 seconds. No, it's it's literally the first thing that comes to your mind. And then you're, boom, move yep. on. And it's they're very quick to make. It doesn't take me very long. And I can pull sometimes from the full-length video and then use the short to yeah. promote the video. So that's what I tell my clients to do. Because what you're doing is, especially I like to tell my clients to batch work content, right? Like that's the key so that you're not making content every single day because that's how burnout happens, yeah. right? We all have been to work. We've all worked a J-O-B. Like that's how it happens. So here's, here, here's, what, here's what you do. You make the long form video and then you pull out, like you were saying, mm-hmm. you pull out the little clips. But you need people that know how to edit. Cap cut? There's there's so Cap many tools out it? there that can just do on the it for phone. You. I don't know how to do it. Like I didn't go to school. I'm mm-hmm. not a graphic designer. I'm not like all these things. And like, and and if I lean into that, then this business isn't happening. I got right? you. So like, I'm figuring it out. But We're you hear what it. I'm saying? Yeah, like, it can I be do. Very I do hear what you're saying, which is why I'm doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I combat those ideas in small business owners who say, I'm not qualified. I can't do it. Yes, you are. Here's an app that you can make it easy to do, right? All right. Like, here's how you're going to make it doable. Because if you don't make it doable, your business could die. That's not cool. That's not what we want. That's motivational. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Life support. We don't want that, right? Right. So it is doable or the alternative is like, Not Get a great. J- another J-O-B. Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> exactly. So you make the long form video, right? And then you use CapCut and you you pull a couple things out. And like I said before, it's is it perfect? No. Are there pauses? Are there ums? Are there, can I hear myself taking a breath? Yeah, for sure. You're, it's real. It's real mm-hmm. life. It's okay. It's all right. right. You put the yep. captions on because guess what? Nobody's actually listening anyways. They're reading it. So, yeah, there's a lot that, like, goes into the mm-hmm. thinking of it. Yeah. But, yes, Jason, right well, on. Well, And during COVID, I think a lot of apps came out that made it easy for everybody. So you didn't have to go to school and learn how to be a video editor right. to make a, a short. You just – here's an app. You put in your video, quick edit, and you're done. Right. Uh, so what are the big hang-ups that you see when it comes to social media? Because I know for me, trying to come up with content – that can take time and trying to write yeah. out like a little script for a five-minute video. But then also the time to do it. Like those are my big hang-ups. Are there other things out there? Do you find those are the big like roadblocks for people? So if they have a willingness to be on social media and market on social media, those are the two biggest hang-ups okay. for sure. Those are the biggest hang-ups for me. And I like this and want to do this, right? Yeah. It's just finding the time to do it where, like, I don't have a kid screaming in the background. And sometimes I do it and my kids are screaming in the background anyways. And like, that's fine. Yeah. Tough. This is yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would say, honestly, just having business owners who are willing 
And, and a lot of business owners, small business owners, they don't understand that I can't tell you how many conversations I've had, which like, I'm so grateful that you're having me on this podcast because I have had so many conversations with small business owners, specifically in like the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. that are like, well, if I just, I used to just put a flyer up Mm -hmm. and it's like, what? Like no, a, yeah, like, like a paper, like a physical. Yeah, you like when put, you go into Starbucks and there's a bulletin board. What's I, wrong with that, what? Blair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like the shock and awe on my face is like I have to work really hard to be like stay in the game. Come on, like we're here. We're with people them. are doing the drive through like now. Yeah, like, you know. and like people are just like waitering or ordering mm-hmm. or Grubhub or whatever. Like I'm not physically going into the restaurant as much, which like you know that's a bummer. We we want that still. I still enjoy going to a restaurant without my little goons. You mm-hmm. know, so lunch is crucial. But yeah, it, it's is it there needs to be more of an openness and a willingness. And I think the reason why mm-hmm. there's not is because people are just maxed out. Business owners are maxed out. I think there's just so many options like you were talking about. And yeah, they're so overwhelmed. so few hours in the day. Yes. And then yes. also there's just change is hard. Yes, 100%. Like, I think about the days when people couldn't imagine life without a typewriter. Right. You right. know? And now it's like, what's a typewriter? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool relic yeah. of a very important part of our past, but it's not relevant, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. except maybe when you have to type something like at a law firm, I'm sure most of them have one old typewriter because there may be something you have to type on, but it's so rare and yeah. ridiculous, you know, but I think that's for me, it's what it is like getting over that hump of, you were talking about the willingness. Yeah. It just, yeah. It's not that you don't want to change. It's just, yeah, willingness. it's well, and, painful, and you know? I think making it yeah. a priority I remember I was talking to one of the sales guys here who said when he goes to see a client, one of the first things he asks is, what is your IT budget and strategy for the next five years? And most businesses say, what, what are you talking about? Yep. But I think the same thing is true for social media. Yep. What is your strategy? Because this is something that really we have to do now. Uh-huh. So having some, at least a plan, even if you don't stick to it 100%, having some sort of guide to keep you moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And I break it down even shorter. Like what's, you know, two weeks, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Because social media changes so quickly. You don't need to think about it even in a year's term. Just be like, what can I do for the next two weeks to improve my presence online? Mm -hmm. And do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Last question. And this is maybe a little bit more selfish of me, but it relates back to real estate. Okay. When, when I bought my house, I also bought the domain name for my house. Love it. So, right, so if I live on Main Street, I, I would buy, you know, 403mainstreet.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I was Well, I saw other real estate agents were making websites for houses that they were presenting because oh. they would buy the domain name. So I snagged mine while I could, and I've hung on to it now. Is that— does that make sense or is that am I just wasting my time and money? Um from my experience, I think you're wasting your time and money. Okay. Although how fun to be like I that's like a fun fact. Like yep. that's something you share at a party, right? Yeah. You're, I would invite you to my party. Um <laughs> that that is a very cool little like fun fact about it. But honestly, I'll let you in on a little tip. So like Canva. I'm sure you're familiar yeah, with yeah. Canva. Yep. Okay. The the originator of all things like 
presentation in anything. So I can go on Canva and make a single property website and publish it through Canva. And the only thing that the website is going to show, I mean, that the address is going to show is like the, the post, right? The last like little part is going to be the address. Okay. So how are people getting this website address? They're clicking links from other places online. That makes sense. So they're not typing in. Yep. And when was the last time you typed in an actual website? That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. You just type in something. Like I, just, or just yeah. type something into Google and let it figure out for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, and then all these links are coming in. Like, yeah. I'm not, I haven't physically typed in an actual website in, unless I, like, I play Wordle every night with my husband. Like, you yeah. know, like, that's mm-hmm. it. But, like, come on, Wordle, get an app, you know? Yeah. Um, so Canvas used by a lot of realtors? Oh, Canvas used by everyody. everyone. To make everyone. websites? To make anything. Anything. I knew I've used it for design, but yeah. not for a websites. Website. Yeah. Uh, Is it, it like a separate charge for each website? Well, I pay for the pro feature, which allows me to kind of do everything. You yeah. just pay the pro fee, mm-hmm. not per yeah, not per wow. anything. Yeah. See, this to me is a good tip right here out of everything. Yeah, Canva, Canva literally does Canva. like everything. Yeah. So I would, I mean, I hate to tell you to give it up, but give it up. Oh, no. Yeah. That, I'm, I'd rather you tell me that than lie to me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and, and I didn't, this just occurred to me like, so smart devices in my home, I've tied to an email address that's for the home yeah. with that domain. Because I don't know what I'm going to do with all these smart devices. When I move, am I going to take my nests with me? Am I going to take these? Or do I give that as part of the house? Okay, so personally, just my pet peeve and to make it easier on everybody, just give it with the house. Just, like, give it with the house. Because otherwise you're going around and replacing all of these things and or repairing and repainting where they come out of the wall, all the wiring, da-da-da-da-da. Just— Leave it and like the drapes, just because they're just, custom. Yeah, just, just like it. leave it and move on. It mm-hmm. Is my personal thought on it. But a lot of home sellers want to bring it with them. So, like the nest example, we use one in our personal house. We had a Honeywell there before, okay. which like Honeywell does a great job. They're wonderful. They even have an app now too, so yep. you can like remote control it. So just replace it. Put the Honeywell back up. Okay. You know, and like be done with it. Yep. But do that before you list the house for sale, before you take pictures of the house for sale, like all those things. Yeah. Um, that way you're not having to go back and like reserve everything in the listing agreement. Um, I'm but, thinking about like my smart switches, my light switches. Yeah, yeah. That are then connected to the router. Yeah. Like this is going to oh be kind gosh. of a pain when I go to move. Like do yeah. I need to sell the router and the email associated with these as along with the house? Yes. To make so, it easy for the new owner. That's yeah. not adding to the value of the house though, is it? No, not, not in any no, way. It's just shape making or complications is all yeah, it's doing. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't add the value of the home. Like a nest doesn't make it more expensive. Uh, honestly, like a wired security system doesn't make it any more or less expensive. Like an, oh, okay. an appraiser's not looking at that. An appraiser, when they go to put a price, evaluate a home, and they don't really price the home. The open market really prices the home, which is why it's important to have a realtor who has their pulse on the market, right? Yeah. So that they know what buyers and sellers, specifically buyers, when you're going to sell your house, are comp- going to comp your house for. An appraiser is going to be the eyes of the bank to verify the value mm-hmm. that the purchase okay. is for, right? But but how are they doing that based upon similar houses that have sold in your area mm-hmm. in size, location, and condition? Condition being not how many, like, if it's a smart home or not. Yeah. That doesn't add value because that's not valuable to everyone. That also doesn't have a, a direct linear monetary value that can be correlated to another house's 
smart uh, homeness. Yep. Right? But like if you have granite countertops in one and granite in the other, I know the price can be the same. Got yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Yeah. You that really know sense. this, Blair. This is, she really knows it. I, I, I love really that. love being a realtor and it's so passionate about it, but I can't work nights and weekends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got too many kids. <laughs> so call me during the day from eight to five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Will do. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Blair, thank you for coming down here. And Jan, thank you for letting me ask some questions. Yeah, I, we could probably go on this. for another hour, but uh, you know, maybe you'll revisit yeah. at some point. No, y'all are great. Thank, thank you so you. much. So Jason Sikora, thank you so much for taping us today. Yeah. And uh, Blair Broussard, just, I love you. Oh, thank you, Jan. I mean, you are a treat. Well. You are. You you help everybody with the same love and passion. And I want to thank you not only for our friendship, but for coming on today. And um, I think people are going to, their ears are going to perk up. They're going to want to know more about you. So thank you for sharing your passion. So you can find Blair Broussard either through Be Positively Social or District South by Real Broker. And um, also, thank you for listening to our loyal supporters. We appreciate you. This is, we've done over 360 interviews. I'm so proud to be a part of Discover Lafayette. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you go to get your podcast, or you can visit discoverlafayette.net to find a listing of all of our guests. Thank you for listening and happy holidays. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift.